Stream Anime Radio. Salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast for December 21st, 2023. It is our last stream before the 25th of December, the most magical day, uh, if you celebrate Christmas, of course. I'm JR. Thank you so much for joining us here. We're going to have a very long podcast because we're going to be splitting this into two parts. Uh, Part one is going to be with my guest, Mischievous Duck Cosplay, who I'm going to bring on here in just a moment. Um, and then after part one, we'll take a break. We'll come back for part two with uh, Nef Canuck. So um, really excited uh, for this podcast tonight. And uh, once again, if you're watching us, you want to listen to the podcast wherever you go, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, you want to see us in action, you can go to our Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Or you can go to uh, YouTube. Our YouTube handle is Extreme Anime Radio. With that out of the way, it's time for me to bring on the first guest of the evening, somebody we've been trying to get on the air for quite a long time and has finally worked. Please say hello to one of the newest cosplayers of our mascots, Sarah and Yumemi, Mischievous Duck. Hello, Mischievous Duck. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy you're able to join us tonight. And, uh, you know, especially after the issues we had trying to bring you on last time when we did the flight sim stream and all heck broke loose. Um, but we kind of salvaged the evening with, um, with some Jackbox. Um, and then we tried to reschedule. Uh, and then you got sick. And then I got sick. Seems like everybody's getting sick these days. But uh, we're finally, finally here. Uh, so it's an honor and a pleasure to bring you on here tonight. Happy to be here. Oh, very, very nice uh, to uh, learn more about you here tonight and to chat with everybody here in the chat room. Good evening, chat room. Welcome to you all. Um, Mischievous Duck is uh, one of the newest cosplayers of our mascot, Sarah and Yumemi, as I mentioned. And uh, please tell us, um, you know, I know you've probably said this already when we did the flight sim stream a few weeks ago, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Mischievous Duck? Yeah, sure. Um, So I have a background in dance from when I was like four years old, and then I 
dipped more toes into music and theater, and I've been trying to find ways to combine those loves and those passions and those artistic expressions. And um, when you reached out to me to see if I would be willing to cosplay uh, the mascots, I instantly fell in love when I saw their pictures and found out that they were ballerinas. And I was like, Oh, heck yeah. Let's do this. Because <laughs> um, I had just started getting into cosplay and to find some adorable, lovable characters that were also dancers was so lovely um, and so enticing of a project uh, that I didn't hesitate to hop on to that. <laughs> And uh, and hop on you did, and uh, you know uh, we're gonna take a look at some of the pictures here in a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, when the um, when you were bitten by, let's say, I guess uh, we could say dance bug or a theater bug. Uh, when when did that first start for you? Sure. Um, so I started ballet at four years old, uh, and I took ballet all the way through like one or two years of college. Um, then I didn't have time for it in my college schedule and I switched over to, um, I did a little bit of jazz and I did uh, contact improvisation, which is super duper fun. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's basically contemporary dance uh, where you learn how to um, basically do partner work using points of contact with your body. Um, and you experiment with different ways that you can support each other's body, mm -hmm. um, different points, and it's super duper fun. Um, and then, so for theater, I uh, I bit that bug at, or the bug bit me rather, at uh, kind of around freshman year of high school. Um, my first role ever was, um, what was I, Michael in Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, wow, cool. Little little boy brother Michael, um, I absolutely adored it. I had so much fun, um, and since then I have gone on to pursue theater uh, as a career. I have a degree in theater. I've done professional stage management for a few years. Um, I act. I am an alumni of the uh, British American Drama Academy. Uh, wow. Midsummer, Midsummer, and Oxford program um, specifically, and so I like doing a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> um, yeah, and yes, that's pretty much theater stuff. I'm not a big singer. I don't uh, have any singing training, so it's mostly dance and theater. Okay. Um, and then as far as music goes, I started out with piano, and then that didn't stick and then I did drums for like two months and then that didn't stick and then around fourth grade I started the trombone and I played that all the way through two years of college oh wow um, yeah <laughs> uh so I play trombone as well um I haven't picked it up in a bit but I'd like to pick it up again sometime soon maybe hopefully yeah. um, I used to do concert band jazz band marching band that whole bit uh, just on the side note, um, I have a cousin who lives in Texas, and he plays in his um, high school band, the bass tuba. This is a big thing, and I feel like he's going to fall, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, pretty much every time I mention that I played trombone, everybody's like, really? It's as big as you. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Very funny. <laughs> oh, no, totally never heard this comment before. Uh, but, so you say you've done some management, so that means uh, behind the scenes work, right? Um, yeah, so stage management, I've done a good amount of. I've done some lighting build crew, wardrobe one crew, um, and some sound build crew. Not too much of the, the sound, though. Um, but okay. yeah, for the most part, I've done that. I enjoy playwriting and adaptation. That's super fun as well. Um, I have a certificate in arts management, so that's more like not really the production side of things that's more like the administrative side of things okay um so i'm basically one day maybe when i'm like 50 or something i'll have my own theater slash cafe combo there you go i have you go. like a cafe in the front and a black box in the back <laughs> and i can do my theater thing and partner with somebody who can do the cafe thing and We'll have a good operation going. So. Nice, nice. We have some. Uh, we have somebody asking in the chat: um, a three-button trombone or a slide trombone? A slide trombone. Ooh. I have the dexterity for. <laughs> I chose one of the instruments that didn't have buttons. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your answer, Liz. Uh, Liz is one of our, our partners in crime here in Extreme Anime Radio. I also see Bree and uh, Neff in the chat. Neff will be joining me for part two um, at uh, probably on the top of the hour or so. But uh, you mentioned um, at the beginning of the earlier stream that we did um, how important uh, dance is to you, and uh, you offered some uh, um, ballet cosplay safety tips, and you had mentioned that you had actually seen uh, our videos on YouTube on ballet cosplay safety that we did with all the uh, the cosplayers who dance, and uh, I just wanted you to offer your two cents on that. Yeah, sure, I can reiterate that. Um, so basically, what it chalks up to is if you have not been properly trained in point by an instructor who is qualified to train you. I would not recommend putting on point shoes. It is not safe for your feet. It is not safe for you. You can really injure yourself. Um, for dancers who are just starting out on point, their instructors usually decide when it is a good time to put them on point. And there are several criteria that you know they look for. Um, I haven't had that specific conversation with my instructor um, in the past. She just kind of said, okay, it's time. Um, but I, so I can't tell you exactly what those criteria are. I'm, I'm not qualified. Um, but, uh, yeah, my point is, is that it's, it's important to take your safety into consideration before putting, as dancers, we lovingly call them death traps on your feet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, super duper important um, for safety wise. I, I have seen people get injured. I've seen dancers get injured on mm. them. You know, I um, one time during dance class, we were just at the bar doing fondues and uh, one of the older girls who was on point at the time, I wasn't on point yet. I was still pretty young. Um, she was doing fondues and something went wrong. She came down and she wound up if you're squeamish, tune out, uh, mute, or, mute me. 
but basically her kneecap wound up popping out and was on like the side of her knee um oh my (laughs) so it's not a joke uh you can really really injure yourself and she wound up dropping out and she wasn't able to continue ballet for a very long time and she basically had to give it up so if you love dancing and you love your craft and you you know want to be safe and take care of your body as you should um make sure you go through the right steps you take ballet classes talk to your instructor say i would love to work my way up to point can you help me get there you know um there's adult ballet classes there's um you can do private lessons a lot of ballet teachers will do um and they know they know what to look for so all right uh, this is very, very involved, uh, and uh, your the consensus, as you have said as well, it takes a lot of steps to get up to that point. That point, ah ha ha ha. No, um, yeah. <laughs> um but uh, you also mentioned, uh, you know, um, if you're doing dance, uh, you want to do uh, uh, ballet poses when you're cosplaying, and you're you're trained enough that. Uh, You'll just uh, you just wear those shoes for photos, and then while you're walking around, uh, switch to flats of sneakers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and I would recommend you know if you're not trained and you don't know how to use point shoes, don't put them on your feet at all. You can achieve the same look by taking ballet flat shoes, which are like the typical canvas um, or leather, whatever material you want. Sometimes they're split soles. I find those are really great for uh, flexibility with the shoe. Um, I don't really like the the single sole shoe. That's where it has just one um, long piece of thicker material. On the you floor. like the split sole? I like the split sole um, with the like cross straps. Those are my go-to flat shoes. And actually, I think I might have them here. Oh, okay. Show and tell, folks. Um, let's see if I can get, oh, wait, those are, that's a pair of point shoes. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but, um, I use Gaynor Mindens. Uh, I've always used Gaynor Mindens. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the, we were just talking about this earlier. I prefer the, um, the f- more flat toe to the more curved. Right. Yeah. So there, there is a difference, right? Yeah, there is a difference for sure. Um, these are old point shoes as well. I'm trying to see where. Right. Yeah, I don't know where they are right now, but maybe oh, on a later date, I can I can do a show and tell with with shoes. Um, okay. I can, maybe I can do like a a like a sewing thing. I do have to sew my point shoes. Maybe I'll record a video of it and send it to you. Okay, cool. Yeah, that would be cool to see. Uh, Karim is in the chat. Hello, Karim. Nice to see you. Um, before we go into uh. Yeah, looking at some of the cosplay that you did of Sarah and Umemi. Um, when did uh, cosplay and or interest in anime Japanese culture start for you? Um, sure. I so I've always loved Halloween. Halloween's been kind of like a kind of a second favorite holiday for me. It's for I, a lot of people too, yeah. Yeah. First favorite holiday is Christmas. Um also, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everybody um, who celebrates. And um, yeah, so Halloween, I would always dress up. My mom and I always had this tradition of um, if the costume called for it, she would take me to 
this makeup artist that was local and they would do my makeup for Halloween and it was always so much fun. It was a nice treat. Uh, so I really enjoyed doing that and getting into character with that. And um, as I got more into theater, you know, just the joy of putting on the costume, getting into character. Um, and as I started watching anime too, and, and I slowly got introduced to the cosplay community um, through kind of previous relationships. Um, but mm. yeah, uh, so I got introduced through that and I started finding more on Instagram uh, of cosplayers and it just really inspired me to give it a shot and kind of do my own thing with it. All right. You have a favorite anime? Oh boy. <laughs> um, well, uh, so Princess Tutu has a special place in my heart, yeah. but also um, I'd say Hunter Hunter is pretty close. Ooh. Um, it's another good one. Uh, my very first anime that I watched was Oran High School Host Club. Um, oh, wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a cute one. Um, sort of online, of course, you know, a little mainstream, but mm -hmm. if you like it, you like it. And of course, um, there's others too. I'm just Fate Zero. Mm -hmm. Fate Zero is pretty good. All right. And, and I know it's um, a lot, Aziz, it's a lot to, to, to think about, right? Demon Slayer is good. Mm -hmm. I'm liking De Demon Slayer so far. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. It's all yeah. Um, we we always have our favorites, and then we start to rattle them off. It's like, oh, I forgot this one, and then there's this one, and you can't forget this one, and then you could be talking for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Let me go ahead right now, before I forget, let's take a look at uh, some of your uh, Sarah and Umemi cosplay uh, photos. Uh, I'm going to put you into the box here. Um, here we are. Um, this is one of your Umemi uh, cosplays. So, um, yeah, I'll just cycle through some of these, and you just tell me, you know, what was your uh, thought process going into these cosplays? Um, so going into the cosplays, I really wanted to use it as an excuse to walk around and explore a specific town. Mm -hmm. um, and so I picked out a few locations uh, and my friend uh, Ryan and I went um, to the location and we just kind of took a look around and thought, okay, what would make for what would make for a good a good setting? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I had picked out all the outfits ahead of time that were kind of inspired by your, uh, by the artwork that you sent me, mm -hmm. um, and the color palettes and um, just the the characters' personalities too. And with Yumemi for these ones, this was kind of like my warm up, the warm up set of photos. Okay. I chose, so I chose the shirt. Uh, I saw the shirt in a thrift store, and I really just loved it for you Mimi. um and I, it made me really comfortable to wear it so i started out with that one to kind of ease into the the photo shoot and because i enjoyed wearing it and i was comfortable in it mm. um i like to start off the photo shoots with 
with the costume that I feel the most comfortable in. Yeah. And not not the one not necessarily the one that I feel the most pressure to mm. make look good. Um so yeah, and then yeah, the the challenge with the photo shoot was to really get out of my head with it mm-hmm. and just kind of enjoy myself. I find that I really prefer doing photo shoots with music playing. Um, so we had a playlist going. Oh, cool. um, yeah, we, we just had some music going on in the background. Um, and my, my friend who was taking the pictures is also a director and producer and actor and playwright. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, so they were kind of helping me out and helping me feel comfortable and um, giving me some direction and asking me about the character and and what the character wants right now and and what they need and what they're feeling and just kind of getting into that headspace of the character and less of the headspace of myself. Um, I like this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my SP. <laughs> <laughs> For a very, very long time, my only game systems were a, a NES. Oh, wow. <laughs> a, a, an SP color. Uh, sorry, a Game Boy Advance SP. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, the first DS. Mm. That was like that silver, chunkier one mm. um, that everybody's like lid broke off and was hanging off and (laughs) (laughs) those never lasted very long um but eventually i got a ds Lite, and then eventually i got a ps4 and that's pretty much the only systems i've ever had (laughs) um but yeah i i really liked this one this one was i was going for accuracy with with this particular outfit um i got that t-shirt from thrift store and i took some black sticky felts and i cut out the shapes on it and i stuck it onto the front mm-hmm. which by the way did not survive the wash oh <laughs> but no it looked uh, very good so i'd have to remake that one um thank you uh headphones yeah the leggings i already had so it was like pretty simple simple mm. cosplay um, nothing too crazy and the shirt was too long and I wanted to make it into a crop top so I just kind of tucked it up into a sports bra mm. and that's kind of what's going on there I'm gonna uh the next one I'm gonna do is uh this was your take on actually some artwork that was done of uh both Sarah and you Mammy. this is your take on that oh yeah um I so let me tell you when I went to the thrift store I bought all three of those pieces minus the belt and the shoes um, oh, sorry, four. I bought the hat, too. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, thrift stores are great for cosplay. Honestly, if you haven't tapped into a thrift store, mm-hmm. especially if you are more of a cosplay curator than a cosplay make-from-scratcher, mm-hmm. um, then I highly encourage you to go to a secondhand store. Uh, you never know what you're going to find. And I found that that uh, it's a crop top, but it's also kind of a sports bra. It, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what purpose it's supposed to serve. But yeah. um, I just thought that the color scheme matched perfectly. I I spent like an hour or two trying to find the perfect color yellow shirt. I had maybe like eight different yellow shirts across my arm strolling around the thrift store. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And 
the shorts that you see were actually long pants that I cut into shorts. Mm -hmm. um, uh. And they were they were pretty uh, pretty spot on with the colors. The the uh, crop top is not um, the same pattern, but I thought that the colors really reflected the same vibe. Um, and the hat itself, I just kind of, it, I don't remember exactly what design was on the front of it, if anything, but I took some more of that black felt and I just kind of like put two random uh, black lines on there, kind of mm. like a pause sign um, and uh, tried to make that work. And um, yeah, yeah, I think right here we have, uh, it perfectly matches with the uh, the table and the chairs too. Yeah, and the in the picture before where I'm standing in front of that uh, box thing with the design on it, yeah, the I just noticed actually now like this wasn't even kind of a forethought; it was more of an afterthought or realization is that the design on the shirt has very sharp lines to it mm. um, and some kind of triangular shapes, and so does the the background as well. So oh, that's right. Yeah, that was kind of a oh nice. <laughs> Very good. Um, so before I go to the Sarah photos, um, we do have a question in the chat from Liz. Liz would like to know what is your favorite video game? Um, probably Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> you like open world? I, I, I enjoy open world stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things to do is just wander around the mountains of Skyrim singing. She'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> The open worlds are always fun, for right? Sweet rolls, stealing coins from skeletons, and <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> committing I, atrocities. <laughs> I know, I know somebody who's played that for like months on end. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I haven't finished it, but I've gotten pretty far. Um, mm -hmm. I did the brother, Dark Brotherhood arc, the Vampire arc, um, Thieves Guild. I haven't done the werewolf arc yet. Okay. I haven't touched that one. All right. But, but yeah, I'm, I, I really like it. I've been uh, thinking of doing like a Skyrim themed little like dinner party thing soon. Actually, <laughs> 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 where like you invite a couple friends over, they bring like charcuterie type stuff, but more mm. Skyrim vibes and sweet rolls and mead and wine and stuff. My partner actually makes mead, so. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to hit him up one day. You should. It's actually really good meat. I think he's perfected it. Okay, all right. <laughs> um we're gonna go on to the Sarah photos here. And once again, if you're listening to the podcast in audio form, what are we talking about? You'll have to go to our Twitch or YouTube replays of this podcast, uh, so you can see all the pictures. Um here's uh your Sarah in a classical dance pose. Yeah. Um with Sarah, I just really wanted to bring out the joy that I was feeling at this point in the photo shoot. She's such a joyful, energetic personality. Mm -hmm. I got a very bubbly personality from her, and especially mm -hmm. from wearing the wig too. It's very bouncy wig, like the, <laughs> the wig kind of like it like curls up a little on the sides. Um, so when you're like walking around, it kind of like bounces with you. Oh wow! Um, so it kind of just gives you that energy, and I. I really enjoy costumes that kind of 
lend themselves to the character in a way that makes you feel more in character mm-hmm. um this was also one that i tried to go for accuracy with um yeah the uh the overalls and the and the top are pretty pretty close oh yeah uh, yeah and and the wig was pretty close too i my one my one thing with the wig with this one is that it kept kind of the bangs kept separating oh i don't know if you noticed that um and the you can, and in a couple of them you can kind of maybe see like a tiny little bit of wig cap up there but mm. um it's just a matter of like checking your wigs before like every so often as you're doing your photo shoot making sure that everything's in place um we were moving around a lot and we were um we were like going across the street and we did this whole like um it was kind of like a Abbey Road of Sarah's. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to I was going to get to that uh, at last. But yeah. if, since you mentioned it, uh, let me just pull it up here. Here it is. Yeah, we were we were walking <laughs> along and there were a few uh, a few times where uh, I asked my friend to just like kind of record me going across that road. We picked a not busy road. So like the one that's be- the road that's behind me is the busier street. The one that I'm right. crossing the busy street. Um, right. don't recommend stopping traffic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I basically, I took my old point shoes outside and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do everything I want to do in my point shoes outside and these beat up old things and <laughs> have some fun with it and see what I can do. Yeah. Um, I'll show you my, this is my favorite Sarah photo right here. Oh, really? With the double jointed elbows, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I was very much channeling my inner children's TV show character here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 was uh, that was very good. Uh, and then uh, this is the last one of the set. Yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, a, a wonderful job that you did with uh, both characters. I have to say, and a lot of people I've uh, shown the pictures to all agree, um, and also. Um, you're actually planning to get more photos done tomorrow. I am so excited. Um, mm. My partner and I are going into Boston tomorrow. Hello, Boston. Um, and we're going to do our uh, our photo shoot in there. And um, yeah, so be on the lookout for some new content. I don't know how much I should give away or if I want it to be a complete surprise. What do you think? Oh boy, it's uh well Boston is a is a huge city and a very historical city. So uh mm-hmm. I know um the the places you discussed to me are like wow, those are those are uh those are going to be wonderful to see uh, um assuming they all go according to plan. I really hope so. Mm. What do you think about should we tell them the theme? Uh yes, go ahead. I don't mind that. All right, it's going to be, drumroll please, the Nutcracker. Yay! <laughs> um, do you see, well, have, you, have you danced in the Nutcracker before? Is there a particular character you enjoy uh, dancing uh, or you could see yourself as if you haven't? Yes, I have. I've done quite a few Nutcracker shows. Oh, um, Yes, um, and yeah, uh, I used to be in a ballet youth company, um, mm-hmm. 
in New Jersey and we uh, would tour elementary schools and high schools during the nutcracker season and oh, wow. we would perform in gymatoriums and auditoriums <laughs> and afterwards we would have talkbacks with the kids in oh, their nice. classrooms and talk about ballet and what their favorite parts were and um there's always a part during the nutcracker in the snow scene specifically mm. where we had the like snow machine that would spit out like the soap snow <laughs> over us while we're dancing and trying not to slip on the sun oh. <laughs> it was the like bubble kind of snow <laughs> oh no um and that was always so much fun and um that always got such a huge reaction from the kids and uh when i so i played a particular uh pot of duh several times it was the arabian pot of duh oh wow because I was always more Gumby and flexible than I was a turner or a jumper. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, they, my ballet director played to my strengths and, uh, and cast me as the uh, Arabian Padada for uh. a few years and all the way through when I graduated. And um, yeah, uh, I have, uh, I do have video of the routine. Um, I don't know if folks would like to, watch it but um yeah let us know if uh, maybe we'll be shared at a future time yeah maybe we can share it to you guys at a future time and i i'll give you the time stamp and uh of where to go in the video and and then that's me <laughs> all right sweet sweet um something i wanted to talk to you also about mr Duck is uh your interest well we've spoken about your interest in japan and we, we started to have a discussion about Japan, and I thought it was a very good discussion until the laptop crashed. <laughs> no, yeah. I was having so much fun talking about Japan. I love traveling. I've been to quite a few places around the world, um, and I've had a great time on, on each trip. Mm -hmm. And one place that I have not been yet is Japan, and I'm so intrigued. And I have several friends that have been, and you have been, and I just really want to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to manifest it by talking about it yes. and, and seeing what makes it doable. Oh, um, uh, I have a, I have a friend who's actually going, uh, one of Mika's friends actually is going in a couple of weeks and I warned her, don't, don't get caught in a snowstorm like I did last January because January is already coming up on next month is only going to be like, uh, a year since Bree and I went, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's already been a year. <laughs> I want to go back. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a fun trip, and uh, I know uh, I've mentioned to you. If you have any questions about Japan, I'd be happy to answer them. I I um I know we spoke about hotels, didn't we? Yeah, we were talking about you know what's what's an affordable type of hotel to stay. Like, where should I stay if I go? What Mm. Uh, and what are the pros and cons to, to like the different types of places you can stay in Japan? Right. Well, as I mentioned, um, I think I mentioned the, um, the My Stays Hotel in Asakusabashi. I think for me, um, at least for me, I, I think for Bri as well, excellent location. Um, you have a, um, um, a, uh, convenience store right on the lobby. You just go to the lobby of the hotel, you make a right turn and there's the convenience store. You can just walk in and if you need a fix, you can just go there. 
If not, uh, well, uh, two blocks down, there's a 7-Eleven, and then there's another one a little bit further around the corner. And uh, there's also... What's the Japanese 7-Eleven like? <laughs> Japanese 7-Eleven is a lot better than the American 7-Elevens, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of good uh, beverage and meal choices, and... Uh, Sometimes I like to do is you, if you go late enough and you need really need a late go to to eat or something, you look look for the markdowns. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, do it. The mains, uh, the days. I, I think she means the days. Uh, this is Bree uh, answering. Was awesome. I love that it was close to the beef bowl place. Oh yes, we had a Yoshinoya beef bowl place. Uh, just like a five minute walk. And, uh, oh my goodness, cheap and delicious beef balls. Mm. Would that be good for, for my partner who's allergic to shellfish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that, too, and, and the concern about shellfish allergies in a country that has a lot of seafood and, and as part of their uh, main cuisine. Yeah, I think if you specialize in, in meat places, I, I think... Did I mention to you um, the one in Kyoto that we visited uh, around the time we were grounded um, where we had the steak curry? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, so, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, the major train stations like Kyoto, or you could even go down in the Tokyo area, the major hubs, Tokyo, Shinagawa, Shinjuku, Ueno, Ikebukuro, that, those sort of places. Um and pretty much almost, I would say, most of the, um, if, you go, if you go in Tokyo, there's this big green loop that goes around central Tokyo. It's called the Yamanote Line. And uh, it's one of the key uh, lines that links uh, the Tokyo's major areas. And so um, I would say even in most of those stations, there are like 28, 29 stations on the loop. Um, they'll all have something to do. Whether it be, uh, you know, convenience, um, you could go in some places, you can, that's something I, I wanted to try on the last trip, but we weren't able to do it. Uh, you can eat uh, instant ramen on the train platform on some stations. That sounds lovely. <laughs> I've been really hankering for some, like, udon noodle soup or ramen in this cold weather. Oh, boy. I think I would love to go see Japan twice. I would love to see it in the wintertime. And I would love to see it kind of like in the springtime with all the cherry blossoms. I, I have never been in the springtime. I've been once in the summer. And then the next three times I went in the fall. And then last time I went was last January with Bree. That was in the winter. And boy, was it winter because, as I mentioned, we got grounded in Kyoto. But we went to Kyoto Station. I guess the only thing they don't believe in over there, they don't believe in snow plows or salt spreaders. So we had to kind of walk slow like penguins across one intersection, the main road, going to the train station. And then once we got to the other side, we were, we were home free pretty much. But, uh, yeah, department stores, we went to, um, I think what I mentioned that, it's like a few minutes walk underground. You go underground. We avoided all the bad weather. And there was um, um, there was uh, one of those camera stores, Yoro, Yorobashi, I think it's called. 
Um, so, um, yeah, we did some shopping there. I got some, I picked up some Nintendo Switch games over there <laughs> that I play on my Switch occasionally. So, um, I'm big into the simulator games, as you know. Um, so I do flight simulator, but there are, there are a handful of, uh, train simulators too, um, that I played and I try to figure out a little bit and, uh, they're kind of challenging to do. Um, and I know there's another one coming out now, and I, I, it'll be hard to get my hands on it unless I actually go. So maybe I'll take Bree's advice and let's go back to Japan. <laughs> we'll have to see when that's going to happen. But, you know, I wish I could go back, like, you know, tomorrow, you know? I mean, what a what a beautiful place to get snowed in. <laughs> um, that, it just seems so magical to me. I love the snow. So, like, anytime I get snowed in anywhere, it's always super magical for me. What I'm going to have to do when we're done, I'm sorry to cut you off, but what I'm, what I'm, uh, what I'm going to do after uh, when I'm, we're done with all the, um, the shows here tonight, I, if I can, I'm going to look on the phone uh, for that snowstorm that hit so you can see the snow and then some of the pictures that came after it because we went out the following day. We went up into sort of the mountains. It was kind of high elevation, but high enough so you can see sort of like uh, the surrounding areas. But, you know, snow... And you have snow on the major temple there. Oh, it was beautiful. I bet. That sounds awesome. I would love to see those photos. Yeah. Um, so I will definitely do that. Um, and uh, yes, um, I mentioned uh, about uh, you know getting around. And the fact that spe specific hotel that I mentioned to you, um, you are one station away from the Sumo Stadium. So if you visit Japan in January or may or september um you can just take the train one stop and if you can get sumo tickets you can watch uh, the sumo action uh, that's a very something that's very cultural and then something else that's cultural is akihabara so that's one stop the other way <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome sounds like a good opportunity oh yeah definitely um what um what other specific spots in japan really quick uh were you interested in taking a look at off the top of your head um probably either osaka or um or kyoto oh okay so you more like the traditional areas and stuff i think so i think i'm gravitating more to that um than the sensory overload that is tokyo <laughs> well i think in a lot of places you might get uh different sensory overloads i mean osaka if you go to dotonbori that's a sensory overload you've got neon lights all over the place um and then if you go in kyoto you just uh look around and take in the beauty of kyoto i mean they have they have laws to preserve the tradition and beauty of Kyoto that, except in major areas like Kyoto Station, you cannot build buildings over a certain height. Oh, that's lovely. So, um, definitely uh, things to uh, check out, and uh, we'll be making a list of uh, various other places. Uh, uh, do you have any other quick questions for me about uh, Japan that you wanted to ask? nothing's coming to mind right now but if i do i will shoot your message <laughs> very good all right no worries no worries i know we we kind of talked about this as well during the flight sim stream but uh no it's uh wow 45 minutes have already gone and uh so uh mischievous duck it's been wonderful to bring you on and uh i um 
again, uh, I really wanted to do this after we had the issues a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad I was able to work out. Um, I thank you so much for telling us about your love of uh, Japan and um, Japanese culture and of cosplay and of theater and of dance and of ballet. So many wonderful things. And uh, really looking forward to uh, chatting with you uh, in the future and also looking forward to seeing your Nutcracker pictures uh, when they come out. And I wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. It's going to be cold, so wish me wish me luck. Cross your fingers. <laughs> oh, man. How, how cold is it going to be over there? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah, no worries. Oh, what am I facing tomorrow? Well, right now it's 28. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tomorrow it's looking like we're going to be like a high of 34. Ooh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> You better wear you better wear the heavy nutcracker uniform in that case, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the majority of the photo shoots are gonna be inside. Okay. Um there's one location that I wanna try that's outside. Then I'll do a quick quick snap and run. Okay. <laughs> and duck for cover. <laughs> Well, Mischievous Duck, uh, thank you once again for joining us here in the XAR podcast. I'm going to ask you to stick around for one minute uh, while we take our break. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to our viewers or listeners, by the way? Uh, well, if you have any questions about anything that I said during the podcast, like feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm totally down to answer any questions. Um, yeah, and if, if you want to... Uh, follow me on instagram that'd be great too i'll follow you back and we can have a conversation that'd be great cool well thank you again mischievous duck again uh, hang around real quick uh that's going to do it for part one of the extreme anime radio podcast um as we're recording this now it's 8 45 eastern uh we will be back at nine o'clock eastern in about 15 minutes with nef canuck who will be joining us here uh for part two of the podcast so stick around here on Extreme Anime Radio. We'll be right back. If you are listening to us on uh, the podcasting platforms or you're watching us on YouTube, we will see you in part two. See you in a bit.